Come back to it. What it do, baby? Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about any and everything. Just like the days at the table, hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy Quatron back on the mic. <clears throat> What's good, everybody? It's your boy Slick Robin. There's really no introduction needed. Like, really isn't. So we just finna get straight to it. We really about to get straight into it. Man, what is up, Slick? I'm uh, bad. I, I, I can't even address Lick the same, bro. Famous man, famous man. Whoa, there he is. Not even you close. <laughs> that, man, that man, Stranger Things, then drop starring Robert Williams, man. Yeah, that's funny. Congratulations, dude. If y'all haven't been watching it, season four and seeing my dog and all the homies do their thing, y'all need to go do that right now on Netflix. But yeah, now nah, Stranger Things is like that, y'all boys. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Um. Like about a about a week or two into the summer term, um, so it's pretty chill. It doesn't end till July, but honestly, it's it's moving. It's already June. It's going to be July sooner than later. So we chilling. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got going on right now. Yeah, summer term and right. I'm getting stuff together right. to I'm a, do some projects. Yeah, I'm just summering, man. I'm I'm just summering, getting ready to. Start looking at stuff for the fall, but like I am, I am summer and just working, chilling, doing, some, working on a lot of art, uh, which I'm, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, so I'm just chilling, man. It, it's, it's been good. That's what's um, up. Oh, let me do a little bit of business real quick. You can catch us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you happen to listen to Apple Podcasts, please give us five star ratings and reviews, as it helps us get on those on that new and new and noteworthy list. Uh, although at this point, I don't think we really even that new. Like we're it's going on year four in September, so like, you know, we may we not even that new for real. But thank y'all for sticking with us and, and listening and and, uh, and enjoying the show thus far. Um, Slick Rob, man, usher us into that next segment, my friend. Crazy four years, four years of just doing nothing but putting y'all on some new and noteworthy stuff. Let's just admit right. it. The put on segment. Y'all know why we here. Well, y'all know why y'all here for us to give you this put on. Uh, but we're going to get into the put on segment. And um, uh, I'm going to start us off. And I'm going to put y'all on a couple people. Um, one of these people is um, me and Quattro, big fans of her. Well, I'm a, well, I think, yeah, me and Quattro are both big fans of her. But I'm going to put y'all on Jenna Ortega. She has a new series coming out called Wednesday. I feel like I put her on before. I put on something she was in. But I don't think I've put her on in general. But if y'all haven't, I'm pretty sure all y'all have seen something by Jenna Ortega now. She was just in the most recent Scream. But now she has a series coming out called Wednesdays. And it's being directed by, if y'all will give me one second, I cannot remember the director's name to save my life. But yeah, her new series, Wednesdays, is being directed. If oh Jesus, hold on. Why my phone froze? 
but she has this new show called Wednesdays. The director will come back to me in a second. And the other person I'm going to put y'all on is none other than, um, I talked about him on the last, on, on the Stranger Things episode, but I'm going to put y'all on my, on this boy, Caleb McLaughlin's music. Um, honestly, I don't think a lot of people know that he makes music, um, or is aware, but he's dropped a couple songs. Um, I think he's trying to work on an EP soon or something like that. Um, had a pleasure of meeting this dude. He's real dope. And honestly, I didn't expect his music to be that good. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect him to have really good music. I knew he could sing because he did New Edition. But um, he's actually got some fire songs. He's got one called Soul Travel. And of course, the other one called Neighborhood, which I think is a lot more famous because it came out. It was the first one that dropped. But y'all go check out Caleb McLaughlin's two um songs on Apple Music, Spotify. Honestly, wherever you listen to music, it's on there neighborhood and soul travel he actually has music videos for both of them too so go check those out some some like some cool it's like honestly it reminds me a lot of that fresh r&b young old old school r&b that we used to get back in the 90s late 80s which i think he said he is a big inspiration that's his favorite type of music so y'all go check that out and also anything jenna ortega like please check it out and i'm still trying to find a director why is it not i don't even see the director's name on imdb Oh my God, y'all don't have to. Do... I, I don't know, but it's a it's a new comedy horror coming out called Wednesdays, and it's I believe you can it'll be on is it? It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, Tim Burton, Jesus, like should be one of the. Mm. You know, it's the easy names you don't remember, but it's going to be directed by Tim right. Burton and starring Jenna Ortega. So y'all go check that out. She's in our horror phase. Um. But my favorite thing I've seen her recently do was definitely the fallout um, with Maddie Ziegler. Maggie, Maddie Ziegler, yeah. Yeah, so her and Maddie Ziegler, yeah. Y'all go check out anything Jenna Ortega, and I prefer the fallout. But yeah, y'all go check out anything Jenna Ortega and check out Caleb McLaughlin's music. That's awesome. Um, on, on to me, my put on is going to be uh, Jackass 2 and 3. Those are the ones I, I watched. I'm currently in the process of watching them with a couple friends. Um, they're really funny. Uh, they have great moments. It's definitely like not for like people that got weak stomachs, bro. Like even I got a little like queasy looking at a couple of things they was doing. But if you just like mindless kind of just like fun prank stuff, kind of like like a um like a very very impractical and practical jokesters type type deal, definitely Jackass is probably for you. Uh, Ali, you're probably unlike me. You're probably not late to the party and know about Jackass, but I was late to the party. Uh, finally got to see it. Uh, I'll be looking at Jackass forever here soon. But uh, yeah, Jackass, you can find them on uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, they're all on there. Um, I'm sure you can watch them other ways, but if you have a Paramount Plus account, uh, you're cooling because they have all of them on there. So yeah, my put on is going to be Jackass uh, 2 and 3. Um, but yeah, really the whole deal... Um, all of them but y'all not here to hear us talk about uh jenna ortega or or caleb mclaughlin or or even jackass y'all are here to listen to us talk about our our uh what's the word our reactions to hell in a cell wwe one of wwe's most anticipated uh pay-per-views of the year uh, definitely a favorite of mine just because of the grandeur. They usually have this like closer like to October, kind of like in that Halloween area. But of course, over the last few years, WWE has kind of shuffled the order and the times that they wish they have these pay-per-views. So we got Hell in a Cell. 
uh, in June. So let's get right into it. Slick Rob, man, did you watch the kickoff? The kickoff? No, I did not. I didn't know Hell in a Cell had a kickoff. I only got a notification about a, um. Well, they always have kickoffs, but I usually get notifications. But all I got was just Hell in a Cell 8 p.m. So I didn't see the kickoff, actually. No. Got you. Cool. I was just wondering if you saw it. I didn't see it either. I um, I happened to be doing something at the time. And so I just, no, actually, I didn't even watch the show live. I ended up having to watch like the rerun like a few hours later because uh, game two of the finals was on and uh, I just wasn't like in a place to just kind of sit and watch it on my phone. So all good. Y'all know how kickoffs go. They probably just talked about every, all the different stories and stuff like that. So let's, let's just go ahead and jump right into right to the show, just like they did. Um, so we had a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair defended against Becky Lynch and the the returning Asuka. Uh, at the end of the match, Bianca Belair retained, stealing the pin from Becky Lynch, who had um, had neutralized Asuka. Your thoughts on this match? Thoughts, thoughts. Um. Yeah, I would say this, Oscar. <laughs> like, I really had to know. I actually had to really think about it, um, because I had. It was a really, really good match, but like the biggest take, my biggest takeaway from this match was Oscar is back, back. Like, I don't know if I can yeah. say back, back, but she's back, back. Like, she's yeah, she's gonna be sooner than later. She's gonna be up there dominating the women's division, like she was right before um she um lost and then went had took her break because of her injuries um i i really did enjoy the match oscar i believe kept the tone the entire match the tone it was a very fast-paced match um rugged um all women were hitting various moves they worked well with each other like it was really a triple threat match uh, nobody really just neutralized because the big i know the biggest thing going into the match is bianca and Sa- like not bianca and sasha um bianca and Oscar wanted to neutralize Becky, which they did in the beginning. But of course, Becky, you can't keep um big backs down. The man, that's what they like to call her. So it was so fun seeing three of those women go at it. Um, my favorite moment from the match was probably when Oscar when Oscar um had was was going to do the running um dive, and she also closed line on on Becky, but she also closed line Bianca at the same time, like that immense that crazy energy feistiness that sasha fights with and um wrestles with is so cool to see and um seeing her be able to clothesline bianca like that while holding on to becky lynch and hitting that hitting that running dive was so cool like yeah oscar i know i know sooner than later i want to oscar and bianca one-on-one mm-hmm. um, for a women's championship but it was fun seeing them two go at it in this match and then becky be becky having some of the most close pins in the match like she was yeah she was still it was kind of funny she stole she almost stole the match half of the time and then Bianca, and then bianca finally stole her pin at the end and won yeah. so it was kind of cool like seeing that come full circle so that was it was a really good match i enjoyed it good way to kick off the show yeah and, and you mentioned uh uh becky getting a lot of close calls uh like bro i was convinced that bitch was over when she hit that manhandle slam on uh, i think it was oscar or she like hit like a clean ass manhandle slam, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's done." Like it like Bianca had been like tossed out to the ring, tossed out to the side. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, it's over." But I think Oscar ended up kicking out. 
But no, nah, like I thought it was over at that point. And it was very like, I had a lot of moments like, oh damn, I thought it was going to be over there. Um, no, nah, it was a very good match. Uh, I was talking to my brother um, about uh, Bianca. And just Bianca, like every time I see her, she's a, a she's a freaking star. Like Bianca is one of the best things going for that division right now. And she's just so freakishly strong. Like the way they like showcase her strength is insane. Like when she like put had Becky like in the in the disarmor and then like stood up with like and ha held her with one arm. Like that jump was so nice. Um, that was amazing. Oscar did her thing. Like I think this is one of the like first matches in a minute that I've like really like watched Oscar and I'm like I really enjoy her wrestling and like the uh, things she does. Um, Becky, you know, is gonna do Becky things. Uh, very high risk, very like great performer. But uh, now that this match is over, Bianca Belair has uh, won the match. Like you said, I could stomach one a one on one Oscar versus Bianca Belair, maybe a Money in the Bank or whatever. But if that not be the case, like it's time to like bring on the next challenger for Bianca Belair. Uh, she she's done the dance with Becky a couple of times, like you said. We can't do Oscar, but yeah, it, I think it's time to start entertaining. You know, a new challenger. We got Money in the Bank coming up, so that means you know um six six divas are gonna have a six uh superstars are gonna have a chance to uh get the money in the bank and try to cash it in on bianca belair one day so uh that could also you know lean some new blood in terms of championship talk so uh out of five stars man what you giving this match out of this match um i gave it i gave it a five out of five because like mm. literally each woman they no woman stole the show over the other and it flowed like like one of my biggest things is like one of the hardest things to do as a performer is to not make everything look staged make it look real and um the women went out they just went out and wrestled they went out and wrestled and they flowed off the energy of the crowd um it was never a dull moment in this match so like i i, I really enjoyed it and um yeah, I gave this a five out of five just because they like each woman did they stuff. Bianca showed her immense power and why she is the champion, why she's the EST. Oscar showed why who like she hasn't missed a step, hasn't missed a beat, and the man literally was the man. Did some <laughs> Becky Lynch is so entertaining and a really good wrestler. So like I had no issues honestly. I had no issues with the match. It was a five out of five for me. Nice, yeah. I think I'm gonna sit with you with a five out of five as well. Um, it was an amazing way to start off that show with a really good hard hitting match. So, and I and I at this point I'm expecting those from from Bianca, man. She's she's just killing it. Um, moving on to the next match of the show, the Almighty Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a handicap tag match. Uh, the winner was Bobby Lashley, cause duh. Um. So I'll start off with my thoughts on this one. Uh, the rap, MVP's dish rap. Uh, like, when it started, I was like, ooh, why? But then, like, as it kept going, I was like, I mean, this ain't terrible for a WWE rap. I I'd say I'd say it was pretty good. I mean, bro was, like, really just kind of, like, taking taking uh, taking shots, bro. You talking about his days at ECW, like, really just going crazy. Um, I, I'm still not sure how I feel about the... Cedric Cedric Alexander of it all like I kind of want Cedric Alexander to kind of get that you know mini push more so just I like to see black men you know at the forefront of the company sometimes um but I'm not sure that he needed to interfere in the match because Bobby Lashley is Bobby Lashley and like it's Bobby Lashley so like I, I had no thought that he was gonna lose to Omos and or MVP um but a 
Uh, also, MVP speared to Omar's disgusting. Like, Bobby Lashley is just a freakish athlete. Like, he's one of the few, like, superstars I look at. Because, I mean, everybody's buff and, like, and big and, and but, like, and looks healthy. But, like, when I look at Bobby, I'm like, bro, that is a freak of nature, bro. Like, that Joker is huge. That's why, like, when I loved watching him as WWE champion because I was like, bro, you look like a champion. Who the hell is beating Bobby Lashley? Like, you see him, bro, you're making a business decision. So, uh, definitely enjoyed that. The ending of the match was interesting. I kind of hope Omos, uh gets more opponents to look, like, scary and menacing. And also, I think I have a way of how, like, I think they can really propel Omos into, like, superstar status. And they should give, they should make his finisher a knockout punch. Uh, interesting. Um, well, my thoughts on the match, yeah, Bobby Lashley doing Bobby Lashley things. Honestly, I kind of like the whole Cedric Alexander thing just because I was a big fan of the Hurt Business, mm, which yeah. MVP and ran with Bobby Lashley back in the day. So, like, I love that little callback. Possibly, possibly they can kind of kind of dwell that story back into there. Like, it's just like a glimpse of possibly like a new story that can bring back the Hurt Business. Like, since Bobby doesn't because Bobby really doesn't need MVP to do anything. He doesn't need MVP to be his cohort or be the person that helps move him around. If he was able to get, you know, Cedric and, you know, Shelton back and Shelton Benjamin, I don't, I haven't heard from Shelton Benjamin in a while, but if he's able to bring them back, like they can bring back the Hurt Business. I loved the Hurt Business. Um, And then it, it ended too soon. Bobby Lashley never needed the Hurt Business, but they just looked real powerful. Like, because as soon as the Hurt Business fell off, we got literally, we got the bloodline literally three months later and then now we have the ju the the um you know the judgment day so like that three power group i love to seeing that with the her business they looked unstoppable as bobby when bobby was champion so i would love to see it bring back but i don't think they're even going to go that way i just like seeing him come back just because the idea of the her business um but yeah the match itself was okay bobby omas you know for who he is you know um he's still getting up there but he showed his mark MVP, I love seeing MVP. MVP was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day. So actually seeing him get back in the square circle was dope. His rap had me laughing. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed the match. Uh, and Bobby, yeah, that spear was nasty. I was like, uh, bro, he straight ran through the fold. I was like, damn, he, he folded, homie. I was like, mm. bro, he straight folded that choke. I was like, oh my god, he, fold, he folded him for real. Like that like, honestly saved a lot of that match for me because I was like, bro, that spear was. I was. I remember we watching it, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, that was nasty, nasty spear, real nasty. Yeah. Out of five, man, what you giving it? I gave the match. Uh, to me, it was a two. No, wait, a three out of five. I gave it a three out of five. Um, it was gonna be originally like a two point five, but Bobby Spear bumped it up to a three. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna sit at a two point five. So yeah, I, I sit at a three with you. Um, mostly for that spear, but like the match just in and of itself was whatever. Uh, kind of sucks. We have to pin two black men, pin two black men against each other, but it's fine. Um, yeah. So <laughs> moving on to the next one, Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Um, Kevin Owens wins the match. Um, your thoughts? My thoughts. Kevin Owens showed why he, it, why WWE gave him that money. <laughs> he, yeah. He's just, he's just such a good performer. Um. Man, really good match. I I enjoyed Ezekiel's actually. Like I didn't think Ezekiel would be able to keep up with Kevin. And honestly, mm. he kept up with Kevin for a little bit. Kevin I think dominated the match for most of it. Just it was a lot of Ezekiel trying to 
you know, trying to get back. But like he kept up with energy and pace. Um, my favorite moment of the match was probably when Kevin, um, probably the ending when Kevin finally just put the nail in the coffin, looked at the camera, and said, "Elias." Um, yeah, coming back to the the whole story behind the match. Um which was so interesting. Like, I love how Ezekiel dresses like the ultimate warrior without the face paint. I just think that's a nice detail. Right. I nice, love that. Nice detail. And Kevin's just, like, I, Kevin Owens, he just has this way of really getting with the crowd. Like, to me, I think he's, the like, one of the main people that can go with the crowd, like, almost like how John Cena did back in the day. So um, it was cool seeing, like, how he was able to feed off the crowd's energy. Ezekiel sold a lot of stuff well and i i enjoyed it i actually enjoyed the match um i thought it wasn't going to be that good i thought ezekiel wouldn't be able to keep up but ezekiel he kept up with owens and owens of course beat him like there was no way ezekiel was winning this match unless it was by some flukish stuff so right i'm glad they Um, did the right thing with that yeah no i kind of thought it was an odd story just given that like you know it is elias but um no, yeah, Kevin Owens definitely makes it 100% better. Kevin Owens is like what Sensei would say, one of those, uh, you know, take it or leave it guys. And he's one of those people that you give him a story and he just he just makes it happen. Make it happen, guys, is what I meant. Um, you just make it happen. So, And then when he stunned him, of course, my favorite part, because I love Kevin Owens and the, the stunner. Um, good note on the Ultimate Warrior kind of dress. I like that a lot. Um, and I wonder what what I think we'll probably get another cup, another pay per view out of this. Um, if not, maybe maybe I think you could you could take um, what's his face um, Ezekiel and maybe propel him into like maybe in a I think is he on they're on Raw right? Yes, um, they're on Raw. Yeah, put, yes. maybe you could put him in the in a U.S. title um, U.S. title situation, kind of get him up there. Um, there's a few people I could put we could start putting up there now. I think, but. Definitely putting him up there. Let's get Kevin Owens back in the championship circle. I know that, like, it's kind of locked up right now with Roman Reigns, probably until Mania. But, you know, let's get him back, you know, to a top dog spot in some in some bigger stories because it's Kevin Owens and he's freaking phenomenal at what he does. Uh, um, so, yeah, with that, what are you giving this out of five? I gave this a 3.5 out of five. This match, okay. I gave a 3.5 out of five. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three. Um, I'm gonna go three point three out of five. Um, I don't know. I just felt like the match could have been better. Um, I don't think they had enough yeah. time. I don't think they had. They. they I. I, I yeah. think. I think they gave them like fifteen to twenty. I would have given them like an extra five minutes to, to do something because yeah. Ezekiel didn't have a really big like moment where he was like, oh, he dominating, dominate. Nah. Not even that. So I would I would have liked to see that a little bit, but of course it's Kevin Owens. So, but it would have made the match even inter- more interesting if he would have had that moment, but he didn't. So right, yeah. right. Next up, the Judgment Day, which has Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley versus AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. The winner was the Judgment Day after a hellacious spear from Edge to Finn Balor to end the match. Man. I really enjoyed this match. First off, everybody involved, sweet as hell. You got Edge, you got Damian Priest, you got Rhea Ripley, three of my absolute favorites right now. And then you have them against two of my two another two, another three of my favorites in AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, and Finn Balor. Uh, it was a hard hitting match. You kind of got some of that veteran flair from Edge. Then you got a lot of that that new age stuff from Finn and Damian. 
and then you had a little bit of that women's flair as well with uh Liv and Rhea did an amazing job uh actually there was a story came out right after the match it was like Rhea's gear didn't come in in time for her for her match so that's why she ended up wearing that kind of like purple bodysuit thing which I thought was I thought it looked cool I thought it was an interesting touch kind of reminded me of like old timey like Undertaker uh vibes um but no nah, I really enjoyed the match um it was really really interesting um edge edge does edge like things like everybody just was a very it was very technical which is what I really liked um and just like I like that there was the tag the tag aspect of WWE was really on showcase at this uh, particular pay-per-view what do you think um I could agree with a lot of what you said my favorite thing about this was man um well first off I just want to say Liv Morgan has been I have been uh, she's really been growing on me lately I've really been enjoying her stuff her and Rhea's um, um like little situation they had tag team partners to rivals that was so cool like I, i'll anytime they're in the ring i really see the animosity they do that well mm-hmm. um my man Finn about like first of all aj styles is my favorite wrestler in wwe right now i have been i've been an aj styles fan since 2005 and he's still even in his old because he's 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 he's, out, he's basically not out of his prime but he's out of his prime from when he was when he first got to wwe he still just sells perfectly like I enjoyed seeing him and Finn together, man. Finn Balor, bro. Like, I'm still upset WWE never get Vince. I'm not WWE Vince. I will say it again. Vince didn't give him the push that he deserved because he's literally one of the top 10 wrestlers in that company right now. Like, half of them people not touching Finn Balor. That's just facts. And it was so cool seeing him and Edge, like him go against Edge. And then Damian Priest, you know, Damian Priest is really going to be doing well soon. Like, he really is. Like, he's, he, like, he, he, He's doing his thing. I enjoyed it. My favorite thing of the match was my favorite moment of the match was probably when Finn was like right there about to hit about to hit that that monster move or right into the chest of um, I believe it was Edge and then you know Rhea just popped out of nowhere. No, no, no. It was it was Damian and then Rhea just pops out of nowhere. No, it was Edge. Rhea pops out of nowhere with that little standstill. He's in he's trying to move her out. Just gave me glimpses back to the mania thing with AJ so it was like a cool callback there I love seeing callbacks in WWE and then like then you know he misses Edge comes out with that nasty spear and boy I felt that spear Edge's spear is so like Edge's spear what's so special about his is it's quick like it's like how you do the RKO RKO's out of nowhere so his spear is out of nowhere so Finn rolls back you know and Finn usually being so technical he is he would be able to like jump out the way or do something he could not stop him from coming with that spear that spear was automatic like they timed that perfectly no botch there because Finn Balor is a Finn Balor is a professional he's been doing this since the New Japan days and it was so cool seeing like how he went with that and um, of course you know storyline that happened the day after we can get into that later but it's so cool seeing like this match was so enjoyable I really enjoyed it and like my favorite thing of the match was probably Finn Balor and Edge going at it like I didn't know that's something I'd want to see Right, and we definitely looks like we might get us some more, like you said, with with the happenings after. But we'll get to that in a little later. Um, happy Corbin. Oh, well, you giving it out of five? Sorry, me. Oh, this was a five out of five. Like everyone okay. did, they think like I. Yeah. I had no issues with this match. Like no dull moments for me. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. It's a five out of five. That match was gas, as Sensei would say. Uh, next up, Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss in a no holds barred match and the winner of this match would be madcap moss first off i like to say 
I really, really, really like Madcap Moss's character. I like the like intensity. I like the uh I like the I like the ring gear. I like the moves. I like the just like again the intensity. Uh I like Madcap Moss. I hope he gets a serious push. I'd love to see him kind of propelled into like maybe a bigger storyline. Uh, give like I was texting in a group chat to I, I give him brawlers. Give him give him give him Seamus's, give him Drew McIntyre's, give him give him like those really like give him Bobby's. Um you know, I want to see him brawl. Uh, he looks like he's gonna be one of those uh, characters that they can really put in some some serious fights, uh, as they showed against him and Happy Corbin. Uh, that story can be ended. Like that's done. We can we can move on to the next person for Mad Cow because I think if you stay with the momentum, he could be a a better version of a Ryback for you. Um, definitely like Mad Cow. I, I like the match. I like no holes barred matches. They're always really fun. Uh, Corbin, you know, as, as annoying as character is, you know, he makes it work. He makes it work when he when he can. Um, and I think this is one of those situations. Uh, it was actually a better match than I anticipated it to be. Um, so yeah, no, I really enjoyed this one. What about you? Basically, everything you said, I kind of agree with. Um, I was, I've been waiting for them to push Madcap off of Corbin um, since um, the end, I think, of twenty twenty one. So I'm glad it's finally here. And Madcap, that no holds bar match was fun, um, very enjoyable. I loved how they, they. They didn't give the crowd what they wanted, but they gave the crowd what they needed. And mm. the the crowd needed a hard-hitting, rough-and-tear match. They kept calling for tables half the match. Tables, tables, tables. But, like, they made it work with them chairs because it worked with the storyline of them two. And, boy, I heard them chair shots. Like, it was so enjoyable. Um, Corbin, like, annoying, did it well. And Madcap, showing that big brawler thing, like you said, I enjoyed it. My favorite thing of the match is just when Madcap took that took them took them stairs and slammed it on the back Bruh. of that chair and caught that man Corbin's neck. I said, "Oh yeah, wipe out!" Literally, like <laughs> that was enjoyable. Nah, uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm excited to see more Madcap Moss for sure. Uh, you're 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 out of five ranking. I gave this a three point five. Okay, yeah, I think I'm sitting at a three point five as well. Um, you know, had probably time constraints didn't give us all the elements we could have asked for but honestly pretty good match i'm not even gonna lie moving into the united states championship the u.s champion theory versus mustafa ali and the winner was theory um your thoughts on this match shout out to chicago's on mustafa ali Man, man, oh man, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this match, man. I was so happy when Ali came back and like they already just given him some really good, some really good matches. And boy, I enjoyed this match. The athleticism of Austin Theory never ceases to amaze me. That's literally what I said watching this match. Ali, um, I really wish they would they would have gave it to Ali, but I knew they weren't. Um, I just really wanted to see like hometown kid winning in his hometown. Um, but of course that wasn't happening for Ali right now. Um, um, just because uh, we know how Vince is, and I really did enjoy how these two like came at each other. Like that they have like the high the high flying ability of, of Ali with the athleticism of Theory and the power was so cool. Seeing my favorite moment was definitely when Theory. When Ali was on the top rope, um, and Theory hopped up and did a 
a suns I think a sunset flip like he like he hooked his arm he hooked he hooked his arm around his head around Ali's head did a sunset flip and it was so just like the amount of athleticism and strength you have to do to do that frost in theory was so amazing like mm-hmm. I was like whoa like seeing that and like like it wasn't the best I've seen like I saw one that I believe the old um Anderson, what was his name? Not Anderson. One of the old um, wrestlers from TNA. I've seen him do it plenty of times. No, Suicide. Suicide's done it plenty of times. It used to be, I believe, be his finisher. But like Austin Theory, the way he did it for like the amount of strength he has to have that much athleticism to do that and hop up there, I was like, whoa, what? And like he landed it so perfectly. Um, Ali. I I liked when Ali um like when he messed up when he when he messed up on that on messed up his leg and he was still able to deliver that kick even though it didn't go all the way down but the way he sold the injury to his leg which it might have actually been hurting because like landing stuff like that with that um with the um with that springboard apron ooh, it can hurt so like the way he sold that was beautiful and man i enjoyed the match um i just really wish they could have gave it to ali but i understand he needs a little bit more time i'm just i'm just ready to see him get some real gold and to really be a star out here so I really enjoy the match. In theory, he's getting his push. I can't wait to see um, what's next for theory, and I'm I enjoyed it honestly. Yeah, nah. Everything you said, I agree with. Theory uh, is increasingly getting becoming a better and better character, a better and better performer. Uh, the character I still can't stand. The selfie thing is stupid, but <laughs> um, you know, plays with this generation, of course. So I get that. Uh, Mustafa, I definitely thought I kind of wanted it to be him as well, the hometown hometown hero. Uh, but obviously, like you said, it's not his time just yet. Um, so yeah, with that, uh, I give this match like a two point five out of five. What do you? I gave. I think I was around two point five, but I bumped it up to a three just because how when Theory did that amazing sunset off the top rope while holding on to um Mustafa, like I haven't seen one of those done well in such a long time. Or even done in general, so it was really cool seeing that. I gave it a three out of five just because of um, it was really two point five. But that when I rewatched it again, I was like, okay, no, nah, that was it was could have been better. But that they there was some downpours in the match, but honestly, the match itself was doable. But it could have been better. It could have been a lot better in my yeah my yeah eyes. probably a little more time type shit. Yeah. Um. All right, and finally, the main event: Cody Rhodes. Versus Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins three, and the winner was Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Uh, I'll start off with my thoughts on this match. Uh, first off, when he took that jacket off and revealed the torn pack, like we all knew he was coming into the match injured, but we didn't know. Like I think they mentioned that he had torn his pack, but we didn't know. Like we didn't visibly know how bad it was. And then he he took off his jacket, and like the arena just goes silent, bro. Like it just was like his whole like right side was just completely red and it was like whoa like he's really wrestling uh wrestling this match with the torn pack like that's insane and and the match was amazing like it was the only hell in a cell match of the night which for a mat for a pay-per-view called hell in a cell that's not ideal uh but it was the only hell in a cell match of the night um and it was really good seth rollins and cody Rhodes have built a in-ring rapport that is you know very very good uh their chemistry is very 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 nice um it was physical i loved all the the weapons you know tables chairs sledgehammer in the end 
Uh, I also really liked uh, the the bull the bull rope uh, aspect that they did, kind of paying homage. And I I didn't know that Seth Rollins had been doing this with the gear um, until like you know using that like his gear to get in the minds of his opponents. Like I saw somebody post about when he did it to Rey Mysterio, when he did it to I didn't even catch it when he I knew he like dressed up as the Shield for Reigns. I saw he did that to be a dick, but no, he did that to get in the Reigns' head, and then he dressed up as. Um, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, uh, with the polka dots. I thought that was really cool. Um, but no, that that that, that robbery has been something very special. They're very alike characters, I think. And to put them together and like co- put Cody Rhodes on top of Seth Rollins three times in a row is really good for the characters, I believe. Um, it sucks that we're not gonna see Cody for a minute, but no, nah, that match was fire. What about you? Yeah, everything you said, I agree with. Um... I really did enjoy this match. Um, it was hard hitting, rough, and like you mentioned, when he took off the reveal, the messed up. I was like, "Oh yeah, like, like I knew it was bad, but then I was like, mm, damn, <laughs> that's literally what popped in my head when I saw it.' And uh, boy, these two went out and definitely stole the show. It sucks it was the only Hell in a Cell match. I really wanted Bianca, Oscar, and uh um Becky's to be held in a cell as well but like this match like as it definitely lived up to being a main event um these two their rivalry has been done very well crystal clear um Seth man Seth Rollins is just a really good performer um I love how you bring out the aspect of what the, the ring gear he wears um I caught on to that when he did it to Reigns um I caught on that when he did it to Reigns um uh, and it was like it's a very enjoyable seeing Seth Rollins try to get into the mind of his opponent. Um, he's very cold, calculating. He's one of the most like easily sadistic people in the WWE because he's just so smart and calculating. And um, I loved, I loved name one number one thing I liked about Cody in this match is how he kept that, you know, that rapport and like how he just stayed gritty with it. And I loved when he brought the bell back, seeing the bell paying homage to his dad. I was like, bro, that's kind of clean. That was kind of clean seeing that. Um. Him and Seth going at it with that bell, um, and then the caught the set the sledgehammer, bruh. I was like, when he hit the sl- when he hit him with the sledgehammer, hit the pedigree. I was like, bruh, Cody, bruh, no way, Cody just actually did that. That shit was so. I <laughs> I did not think that was gonna happen. I did not think Cody Rose would actually hit the pedigree, but when he hit the pedigree, I was like, hmm. No way. I was like, there's no way this is happening. No way this is happening. I'm like, there's no way this is happening, but it happened. Bro, he had Seth, a beautiful pedigree on him, too. That yeah, Seth Rollins, even hit, <laughs> Seth Rollins even hit him with a crossroads. I was like, um, these boys know how to steal each other's moves very well, and it was very enjoyable. Um, God, my favorite moment of the match was definitely probably when when Cody hit that pedigree. I said, oh, my God, what? I, it, it blew my mind just just and the subtle references to the aw thing still um i loved it i loved it every single i'm i really love this rivalry and um man yeah cody's not gonna be there for a minute but um boy it's this is this definitely was an enjoyable match and i was excited that i got to watch it live i loved every minute of it yeah nah i i agree i i enjoyed the match i'm giving it straight up five out of five (laughs) what do you what about you yeah, five out of five without question. Um, this could have easily this literally looked like the storybook ending to a rivalry, but obviously it's not. And um, that just shows how good the match was. Looks like this could have been the last time, right. but no, it's not. So it was really great. I enjoyed it. All right. 
So before we rate this bad boy out of 10, let's talk some implications. Um, most notably, I know we talked about the Judgment Day. Uh, the next night on Monday Night Raw, uh, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley decided that there was a little bit of fat they needed to cut from the Judgment Day, and that fat was Edge, and he was replaced by none other than Finn Balor, who would turn heel on Monday Night Raw. Wow, what do you what do you think? It was it, man. I wish Sensei was here because he would agree with me. It's been about damn time. Um, Finn Balor needs like he he's so good he deserved he should have got his heel run last year like come on guys like why do we wait this long um like finn balor is like so entertaining he's 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 that guy and it, it was perfect it was perfect honestly i don't i know some people might think it might have been rushed i don't care finn balor the like literally like the judgment day is the type of energy finn balor was on in new japan god damn it and he knows how to sell perfectly like this can show him showing everyone why he is even vince um why he's one of the baddest in in the game like no one's touching him and he's got two rising stars and Rhea, and and finn's and first of all it makes sense finn finn is younger than edge a lot quicker than edge hello power like not as maybe not as powerful maybe not as bigger but he's just as fast and like he can go with a totem he almost remember he almost beat Roman uh, a year ago and a half. Like, oh. hello. Like, this man ain't nothing to play with. And I think Finn, like, knowing who Finn is, I think Finn can sell a lot more promo. I, I know it's a crazy take, but I've seen Finn Balor's promos, and I think he's going to make some really good promos with the Judgment Day. Um, I'm really excited. In regards to the Judgment Day, I really want to see Finn or Damian win money in the bank soon. Um. Those mm. are my those are my two picks for, to win money in the bank. If Rhea can win the women's, that'd be golden too. You know, the yeah. Judgment Day trying to be, you know, the Judgment Day trying to do basically what the, what the um, you know, what the tribe, what the tribal chief and um the bloodline are doing. I would love to see that because all three of them can go can compete with anybody in the business right now. Yeah, they're really, like Rhea. Um, I think we're gonna get her and Bianca soon. Um, after what I saw after the match she had on Raw with um. Becky, I believe. Rhea, I think it was Rhea and Becky last night. Um, it was Rhea and Oscar. One or the other. But man, Rhea and Bianca. Bianca was eyeing her the whole match. I think we're gonna get a matchup soon. I can't wait to see that. Those are two powerhouses. Yeah. Like, let's give it that's definitely a SummerSlam worthy match. Um I really want if I pick, I would love Rhea to possibly win money in the bank, but I think it might go to Oscar possible. I think it's gonna definitely be Oscar that wins it. But hey, got you. Don't know. We never know. We don't know. I that. honestly I'm leaning more towards maybe Raquel Gonzalez. Ra- Raquel to win money in the bank? Yeah. That I mean, yeah, definitely. Like Raquel, she has it there. I, I want I want her pushed ASAP. Um you know, of course we also have uh Cody Rhodes will be out of action for the next six months. Um, so we probably won't see him until like right going into the road to WrestleMania for next year. Yeah. That. So I that 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 that's kind of a blow, but um I missed Roman this this one, but I know we gotta take a break at some point. I'm sure he'll be back for money in the bank. And it's actually the last money in the bank. He actually fought Finn Balor for the championship, which like doesn't seem that long ago, but um yeah. 
And Finn, yeah. hey, bro, Finn was giving him that. Oh, I was, I really thought my boy Finn was going to be. Then I was like, wait a minute. Nah, Vince McMahon doesn't like this, man. Let me quit playing. This is but I'm, reigns. <laughs> I'm worried about uh, the men's Royal Rumble, not Royal Rumble, the men's Money in the Bank, because I feel like they may just like make, make it a gimmick win. And then the person that wins gets stomped the fuck out by Roman Reigns and never gets to check cash in. Like, I don't think it's going to be anybody of real substance, but it could uh, go opposite. I don't know what you think. I don't know. Because considering the fact Cody Rhodes is out for a minute, right? Like, and like, we have to all be honest here. There's actually a, still a superstar that Roman Reigns has not taken care of. And that is Seth Rollins. Like, it's literally Roman has never still beaten him one-on-one. Like, never still. Like, in that literally their rivalry i know the shields and all that you know the shield has been plagued through but like we never really got the full seft and roman rivalry that we that we got we've got the when moxley was still there we got seft and moxley perfectly but roman was pushed off and he started rivalry that's when they try to push him you know going against cena going against all these vets when we have moxley and seth going at all the time roman still has never beaten seth one-on-one Singles match never like Seth can easily, easily if WWE like I I would love to see like I know Seth Rollins he's done it before, he's done it before he can do it again I'm just saying he can do it again I would love to see Seth and Roman, like I would love to see Seth win it again and Seth you know he doesn't even you know he doesn't beat Roman, but they find I finally get the match that I was supposed to get at Royal Rumble. You know, not that butchered. Roman gets disqualified for beating the hell out of him with the chair, which was actually very funny to see. Um, but beat him clean because he still has never beaten Seth Rollins clean, and I I need that. Like I need it. The the writing's there. That's easily a SummerSlam type thing, writing on the wall. Like, and I I don't be surprised they did a gimmick thing. Or I would love to see him, either him or Bobby because like mm, Bobby would also be really good. Bobby and Roman like that. What about, what about Drew? Drew, yeah, because you know, Drew never really did get his good one on one with Roman either. Like, there's, right. there's there's guys out there that need their good one on one with Roman. Right. That and Drew and Roman would be good. Bobby Dark Roman. Horse, Dark Horse that I like. I, I like him to be in the match for sure. Like, show me show me what a theory or Madcap Moss would do. In, oh, in, in well, without question, me Austin theory. Austin theory is going to be in the in in that. <laughs> yeah. Like Vince is definitely putting Austin theory in there because Austin theory. Is slowly getting up there, but I'm pretty sure Austin Theory is um Riddle as well. You know, let's 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 bring Riddle back into yeah, the frame. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Riddle's already back in the frame. He's gimmicking with the Miz, but you know, I think because we got to have a couple powerhouses and then a lot of high flyers in there. So definitely throw Riddle, Theory, maybe Ali. Um, because I'm pretty sure Theory, we're going to get Theory and Cena at SummerSlam. Like the writings, there they've been teasing it since I think February. No, since he won the U.S. Championship, he's the youngest U.S. Champion, beating Cena's record. He throws shots at Cena on Twitter. Cena's throwing shots back at him. So we're definitely going to get Theory and Cena at SummerSlam. You know, Vince's new guy versus Vince's guy for like ever. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, but definitely throw Theory in there because Theory, he can definitely, he's athletic enough to do some cool things. Uh, another dark horse, obviously, we're going to get him in the match, but Kevin, like Kevin Owens, anything Kevin Owens, like just hello, like he's there because I don't know where they're going with him and um, Elias because um, he forced him to say he's Elias on Raw. So, like, is there even still a story there exactly? So, right. 
I don't right. know, maybe they need to repackage him again or something like that. It was kind of silly, but they 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 can figure that out. Um, you know, but like I did also mention, I think you mentioned it as well. Bianca Belair, it's time for the next. Uh, it's time for the next opponent. I think you know, like you said, we'll get Oscar again probably, but we're done with Becky. Who you think you know deserves that next uh, championship? You know, try. You know, I'm thinking maybe Liv. Um, a try at a championship. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time for a new opponent for for. Oh, Bianca. like to win, like to win money in the bank and challenge Bianca. Or yeah. Something? Um. Yeah. Like I, like for me, it's been live for like since Mania. Like Liv Morgan yeah. impressed me a lot. Uh. Yeah, definitely Liv Morgan is my pick. Um, but I really would want. I would wouldn't mind seeing Rhea win it. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, just to have a powerhouse like Finn. Just to have a guy like Finn Balor leading the Judgment Day, <laughs> I'm like that, they need to let them boys go out and start collecting ships, like collecting these championships, like the Bloodline, and like, just like make it seem cool. Like we would literally have because the thing about the Bloodline that's so cool is, but they have to kind of since they have all the titles now, they have to kind of piggyback sometimes off of Raw and SmackDown. What do you have a Bloodline type esque on Raw? And then you just have the bloodline running SmackDown as well. Like, hello. Well, mainly Roman. Hello. But, you know, the the, the Usos, they have to, uh, you know, the Usos, they, you know, they got both chips. But they got both both titles. So, um, yeah. I just, man, I really really do think Liv Morgan, like Liv Morgan, she she sells the crowd well. Like, she knows how to sell the crowd well. And um, I think she can definitely win it. Um, Another, ooh. A, a dark horse for me also to win it alexa like mm. my baby alexa bliss like, okay she's, she's back up and like she's back and i would just say it like if they could throw that if she could go with that thing i would just say she will eat because like i know this was a raw type pay-per-view but like i know alexa could go do something crazy and go challenge um um <clears throat> let's just say <clears throat> You know the, you know the SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm just it's 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 there. Yeah. It's there. That rivalry can come back. I'm just I'm not speaking into existence. But if they do, it's cool. So yeah, I I like Alexa. Alexa's my dark horse to win Women's Money in the Bank. Um, my dark horse. But I do believe it's gonna probably be Rhea. I hope it. Well, Rhea or Liv. Like I think those two. They're the main two that deserve it. Cause they did Rhea wrong by giving her almost a year and a half of tag teams. I'm I'm just I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm sorry. I was I I understood it, but I didn't like it. She's literally what she doing yeah. now is what she should have been doing for almost a year and a half. So hey. Look, yeah. it's right there. Um, it, let her get it back. Nah, I um no, nah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm definitely with you. The lot lots of possibilities, man. That money in the bank, of course, is probably my third favorite pay-per-view of all time so like i'm excited uh to see who wins it you know if we're gonna get a cash in the night of that could be cool but yeah I, i'm definitely excited oh one last thing i want to talk to you about before we get off of the the, the mics here we haven't we actually haven't talked about it since it happens since we've been on since we've been back um the sasha banks naomi uh walk out a few weeks ago uh what were your thoughts on that um my thoughts I was hurt a little bit, but I support 
any superstar that feels a certain type of, I support any person that doesn't feel comfortable in their work environment. That's how I felt. Um, but I, I'm a little bummed because I'm one of the biggest Sasha Banks fans out there. <laughs> like, first of all, just next motion just beyond gorgeous but just really yeah. talented and uh naomi as well naomi both two former women's champions you know they were the tag team champs uh and yeah i i don't know if things might get fixed things may not we don't know i don't know if things are fixing with sasha because sasha has tried to leave at least a good three times but you know i don't know how vince convinced her to stay probably the money but yeah it's it was um it's been rough um because those two they actually i enjoyed the matches they put on um with other superstars so women wrestlers and i don't i don't know what the issue was uh there was i guess i don't know creative differences or whatever but i support their move if they don't feel wanted or they don't feel comfortable they have every right to leave um and so they did and the and vince honestly this is a way for you to actually put out new talent um Act. so hey man johnny do what you gotta do john lower and i has been mcmahon do what y'all gotta do um there are plenty of good women out there good women in nxt as well so uh yeah let's just uh i don't know let's i uh, i just want to see what happens next because i don't think they coming back for a while fact all right with that guys thank y'all so much for listening oh wait what do you rank rank the overall show out of ten, man? Give me that. Give me that ranking. The overall show, I gave it a seven. Yeah, that's why I was sitting at like six point five seven. So I'm gonna sit at you sit with you at a seven. Uh, seven out of ten for 2022. Hell in a cell. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We really enjoyed doing this. We'll be back again with this another CFT revelation for Money in the Bank. SummerSlam up after that. Really excited for that. Um, any other news? I know we'll be get. I'm excited for part two of our Stranger Things review. Great job last week with our guests. Uh, with our with our new guest last week. Um, oh yeah. Got some got some great stuff coming for you. We are ready. Uh, I had a really great call with um, Fly Guy Ty over at Back to B Rolls. We'll be back. Uh, really really soon. Um, yeah. Any news for you before we get out of here? um news for me news for me yeah um well i graduate next year this time next year guys i'll be graduated from college that's one thing um hey and, congrats and yeah soon um sooner than later i will um there's a as he mentioned earlier i was in stranger things but you might catch me in a some some movie coming out towards the end of the year nothing too special um but yeah yeah might catch me might not might have my slick cameo in there um can't wait to go see it it will be in theater so y'all definitely go check it out i don't i'm not i can't say it on air so yeah but yeah it's kind of it's kind of all i got going on right now nice nice well big love guys you can catch me on instagram at quattro iv with the p between the c with the c and the u you can catch me on twitter at underscore c u a t r o i v um you know hit me up try to talk to me i want to interact with y'all boys uh where can they find you slick y'all can find me on instagram slick two k's without the c underscore rob two b's underscore on instagram all right bro i love y'all y'all be great do something after somebody 
Cafeteria Talk. We are out. Cafeteria Talk.